You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Pulpit Instant Reaction Show Week 3. Patriots fresh off a 30-14 win over the New York Jets. I'm Ryan Spagnoli, joined by my co-host once again, Pat Lane. Pat, you're live from Gillette sitting in the parking lot, I'm sure, in a boatload of traffic. But, hey, another win by the Patriots, and that defense still, still rolling, baby. Good win. Good win. Still rolling. Another game of 14 points, but wasn't on the defense. So I am sitting in the parking lot. I actually parked in the free parking spot. And so uh, you got to wait an hour anyway. So we're just out here grilling again and enjoying the enjoying the beautiful weather. Yeah, I mean, and hey, uh, you know, obviously Patriots give up two touchdowns, uh, one off the gutter Olszewski, uh kind of muffed punt, and then Jarrett Stidham comes in and goes out, gets right in the Bill Belichick doghouse with the pick six <laughs> by Jamal Adams. Um, yeah, but other than that, man, I mean, it you know, kind of what we expected, you know, right? It's just a, an extended preseason here for the Patriots, really – Kind of a boring game um, and, and not great when you look at it from an injury perspective, right? It, Julian Edelman, it's, it's been reported that he's okay. X-rays came back negative, but uh, Hightower did leave the game. Adam Butler left, came back with the, you know, kind of had his leg banged up. And then Josh Gordon was taking a beating all night long. But I want to I stick on him because I thought uh, today really solidified him. Um, and, and, you know, people might get on me for this, but that Brady trust circle, right? I mean, he, he was hanging in there over the middle, taking some big hits, uh, made some phenomenal catches that one on the sideline where he kind of Randy Moss, uh, I think it was Roberts. It was just insane. I mean, this guy is a freak and I think it's like a 17th football game in four years was today. Like, come on, man. Like that's just pure talent. He's a freak show. Right. No, I, I, I tweeted out during the game, like, he's a cheat code. He's a cheat code. Like, you can't – that catch on the sideline was absolutely insane. And then the one in the middle of the field where they fight for the ball. And, look, and that was, that was one of those things where you fight for the ball and it just winds up there. But he still has to reach out and grab it and makes a great catch on it. So, like, you know, that team and, and he – he in particular, he's just, he's unbelievable. And that catch down the sideline, dude, that's, Randy Moss is a, is a perfect example. That's a Randy Moss catch where he somehow goes up, gets it with one hand, gets both feet down, and you're like, you got to be, I mean, from a defensive back perspective, you're just like, what, what else can I possibly do on that play? But make that play there, and he still comes down with it. And for the Patriots to have a guy like that on the team, 
um, you know, is, is fantastic. And obviously the Philip Dorsett streak ended today. Uh, unfortunately, I and it was, that was a catch. It was. I still think that was a catch. Um, but you know, I guess I guess they had no definitive angle on it, which is garbage. But that's what they say. They had no definitive angle on it. So unfortunately, the streak ended at 26 in a row. But he started a brand new one, and he's got he's got one with Stidham now too. So uh, you know, he's he's he was played great, and I just think that this receiving core will be good. Now Edelman, like you said, the the X-rays came back negative. But even if they just bruised ribs, even badly bruised ribs could still be a situation where you're looking at a week or two. Just because Especially the of, style he you know, plays, the too. The style he right. plays, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bother right. him. And you don't want to be in a situation where he's more vulnerable to break his ribs, and then he breaks – I mean, broken ribs, it, it could be six to eight weeks if you, miss a, if you, if you break a rib in there, you know. So, um, so that's, you know, that's obviously a problem. So I wouldn't be surprised if he missed, you know, maybe next week, maybe even the next two weeks. Um, you know, but, but it's not going to be a long-term injury, which is a big thing for the Patriots, you know, and so, cause obviously the offense runs around Edelman and, uh, you know, but, you know, we'll see. I, I will say like we were talking about before, you know, outside of the, pa- well, not even outside the passing game, Brady, uh, in that second quarter had a few drives in a row where he just looked awful. Couldn't complete a pass was, you know, was, was really had some really, really bad throws. Uh, you know, one towards Edelman, a few towards Gordon. Uh, he just he couldn't find his receivers, and he snapped out of it and made, and made a few good plays. But um, you know, it's just it's one of those things. Like that the um, the Gordon long pass on the sideline was right after he took that intentional grounding play, which you know I, I don't know if that ball would have made it to Ryan Izzo, but uh, you know the, the intentional grounding on that play was legit. I mean, it was. I mean, like, like I said, um, and, and another another area too. And I tweeted it out, and it, and it got a lot of love on it. How about the acquisition? I know, you know, we had him earlier, but you know, we talked about it on this week on our show. You know, he he kind of struggled. He was very inconsistent. Uh, struggled a little bit, setting the edge in his first time around. But this second time around, man, the acquisition of Jamie Collins this offseason. Yep went so under the radar, you know, in, yeah. you know, kind of before training camp. And it's arguably one of Belichick's best off-season pickups in a long, long time. I mean, this guy is – this defense, at least the front seven, is you know, has been run through him, man. He's kind of leading that yeah. charge, setting the edge. He's getting some great reads, great jumps off the ball. Uh, he had a clean shot today. They kind of uh, mismatched a little bit. I think it was with – um. Who was it? It might have been like Robert. I don't know. Maybe Roberts. I don't. Yeah, someone. Uh, and he kind of came in. He got a clean shot right at Falk. He got a great oh. jump off the line. Uh, he's yeah. playing some phenomenal football right now. And you know, obviously, we're praying that Dante Hightower is okay. Um, you know, because we don't want to lose him. But you know, next to him and Van Noy, I mean, Jamie Collins. I mean, look at this linebacking crew. Collins Talk about loaded, great. man. He's been great. And that's the thing. I mean, you look at the depth there and Jawan Bentley, who played really well last year and, and started this season well and had a good training camp. He barely even heard his name because they've got so many other guys that can play out there that he's not out there a ton. Now, I think he's going to be a contributor as the season goes along, but he just, he's a guy that was wearing the green dot at the beginning of the season last season. I mean, like, you know, so you look at it now and you just say they have so much depth out there that he's barely even on the field making plays because they got so many other guys. And I think the thing with Collins that's interesting is similar to Pat Chung, where, you know, first time around it was fine, but then the second time around it's been a lot better. I think the first time around with Chung, 
that they figured out how to use Pat Chung, and it was more on the coaching staff figuring out what they needed to do with Pat Chung. I think this time around with Jamie Collins is different. I think it's more on Jamie Collins than it was on the coaching staff, where Collins now has the right frame of mind. He's he's 100% bought in. He knows exactly what he needs to do. And I think that it's more about Collins understanding what he needs to do than it is about the about the uh, coaching staff figuring out what they need to do. Yeah, and you know, from from a defensive perspective, right? I mean, there's not much we can't praise them, you know, enough. Like that, you know, they're playing phenomenal football. Obviously, they'll get a little bit more of a test with the Bills, three and zero. You know, at home, it's a tough. That's a tough game, and we'll you know we'll kind of get into on this week's show, um, you know, what to expect from them. So I don't want to jump too too far ahead, but you know, kind of switching it over to offensive side of the ball to kind of you know wrap things Wait, up here. Bags, I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you. But yeah. I will say about, about the Hightower injury, he left with an injury. He did come back on the field at the end of the game to get his helmet from the bench. And he jogged over to the bench, grabbed his helmet, and then jogged off the field and was high-fiving fans on his way down into the locker room. So Okay, yeah, that that's good to know. Anything, obviously, but, you know, he wasn't limping. He wasn't hobbled or anything like that. He did jog, you know, out and then back in. So – you know, Good. whatever the, I mean, you know, he still could be hurt, but it looked at least promising where he could jog back and forth, you know? I mean, into right, Pat, like they're up 30 to seven at that point. And I, I was saying this too about Edelman, like if it was, I, obviously it was it. great, but it's not worth it. Right. I mean, w- w- what are you throwing those two key guys out there? I mean, talk about, you know, key, key X factors to that team. Both of those guys are in the top five. What are you rolling them out there for? Right. right? So right. you don't really know from an injury perspective, how banged up they are, but obviously, right. Did they, did they get hurt? Something to monitor, but I, I want to touch upon one more thing here before we wrap it up. Um, and, and it's, it, it seems like it's, it's becoming a trend here with Sonny Michelle. He's not, not getting going. And I think a lot of that has to do with the inexperience of the, of the O-line. I mean, they're playing great. Brady had, I think 52 dropbacks today, no sacks. I'm pretty sure. Um, no, he wasn't. So he one. Looked, Sidham was that one. Sidham was, that's was right. Not. But Brady, I mean, no offense to Jared Stidham, but if he, if any quarterback's going to take a hit, I'd rather it be him. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. I'm saying from, from a run perspective, you know, and we we praised him, and I, and I still think he looks good, but it looks like Sonny's not getting that that bounce. He doesn't have that you know that burst off the line. He's not breaking off these runs that we saw him towards the end of last year. I think Burkhead has looked great. I know he was a lot some bubble guys for yeah. a lot of a lot of beat writers had him on their bubble. He's looked fantastic, but they just see, can't seem to get Michelle going. I mean, even last week, you know, he had a, he had a good game. Uh, but that was the Dolphins, right? And it wasn't even yeah. you know, he didn't put together a, you know a big long run like we're used to. Well, the thing about Sony that I think is interesting is that I feel like he needs he needs to get ahead of steam. He's not a quick he's not a quick cut back, right? In other words, like he, he's not gonna he's not gonna wow you off the line with his cut. You saw Burkhead a few times this game make plays in the backfield to avoid a hit, and then able to you know to turn the Jets on and beat someone through the line. And Michelle doesn't really do that. Now I think once he gets going. That he's fine and he does a good job, but he just he's just not you know, if you're not gonna give him holes, he's not gonna be able to do anything. And I think once he gets to the second level, then he can try to make some plays. But it's really about, you know, in if someone's in the backfield, Sony's got no shot. And I think that, you know, unfortunately you're you're in this position where you look at this guy who's a you know, was a first round pick and you look at the guys that they passed up instead of taking him. Uh, and you just wonder, like, 
was that the right call? No, he had six touchdowns, you know, last year in the postseason. Obviously, was a big part of it. But Burkhead did, you know, Burkhead did very well last year too. So now, can you trust Burkhead all year long? I don't think so because he's been an injury concern his whole career, and I think that that's consistent. If you give him enough playing time, that he will get hurt at some point, you know. But I, I think. Sony's been a little bit too one-dimensional for me and, you know, really has had a hard time getting off the line. And so, you know, not that it's time to cut the court or anything like that, but it's just, it, it's definitely not, he's definitely not an elite running back in the league for sure. Now I was surprised, you, you know, you, you activate Jakob Johnson, you activate Damian Harris and neither of them saw the field and fine. You don't want to play Harris because you want to get your other backs into the play fine. But I, I thought it was strange that they run so many so many plays with a fullback in the game. And this game, they win zero plays with a fullback. Jakob Johnson played zero offensive snaps. I don't understand it. I, I just don't get it. Why have them activated if you're not going to run, your, you know, if you're not going to run an eye formation over there? It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You know, and, and if, Devlin had, if Devlin were playing, they, he guarantees at least a few plays with James Devlin. So, you know, they are one of the few teams that runs with a tight end a lot, with a fullback a lot. So I was very surprised that that didn't happen. Now, Izzo played the majority of the game, and every time they ran the ball, pretty much every time they ran the ball, he was on the field blocking. So, you know, I thought and they had that really nice, they had that one really nice play to him where they, uh, where they did the play action and he was all by himself. But, you know, I was just – I was surprised that, you know, you're not going to play – it's like why activate those guys if they're not going to play, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. And, and you know, on that play to Izzo, Sonny Michelle, I mean, not, you know, James White's primarily their best blocking running back, uh, but he made a, he made a great block. I think it was, uh, it might've been Adams coming in on a safety blitz and he, he, he stood him up might pretty well, been, yeah. gave Brady just enough time to get that off to Izzo and that kind of got things rolling. But I mean, like, like we said, uh, it pre- extended preseason here for the Patriots, just get out of these games right. healthy and they're kind of struggling right. to do that at this point. But obviously we shift our focus to the 3-0 and Bills. Uh, we'll have the SCO show tomorrow breaking down that game. Uh, and, and, you know, as the day get, days get closer, we'll kind of uh, start to break down this Bills matchup. Patriots open up as seven-point favorites. I think that's a little uh, generous for the yeah. Patriots, so I'm definitely going to hop on that. But, hey, yeah. Pat, another uh, another week at Foxborough, another W. Uh, this AFC is wide open. Yes, it is. Listen, one thing I'll say before we leave for the Gunnar, Ol- the Gunnar Olszewski fan club, okay, the last guy to wear number 80 for the Patriots and start on the team – Start his career at number 80 was Troy Brown. And he got cut multiple times, okay? Once or twice he got cut when he was a rookie, had a, had some real trouble fielding punts and doing some things, and he turned out he turned out pretty good. So I think Gunner will be all right. Obviously not good to see. They lose the touchdown streak off, you know, off a muff punt, which sucks. But, you know, it's uh, don't lose faith in Gunner just yet. Absolutely not. We're uh, Gunnar Olszewski stands. This is the Gunnar Olszewski <laughs> fan club coming at you right here. That's We're right. on this guy. That's right. um, but yeah, that'll that's going to wrap it up, Pat. Another great win. And uh, we'll fair. talk. You guys will hear from Mark tomorrow. Uh, and you will hear from us too on Friday, breaking down on the bills. Friday. Pat, it's been a blast. We'll see you next week. Always in. Take care, guys.